2: programming note, this podcast was recorded prior to the Michael Brockers trade and the Morgan Fox and Gerald Everett signings. Still, enjoy the show.
1: John Van Brassen drops back, throws an outing pass upfield, Ragey towne gathers it in on the dead run and races all the way to score from Los Angeles, a 72 72-
0: First down inside his own five from his own end zone. Sacked and a safety on Rudolph. Aaron Donald and Clay Matthews got to him. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood. Playing in pain with his broken leg.
1: A savage grand defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45. He a whole burst to it. 20. he got to tackle. Runs left. 25. Still in his feet.
3: 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back.
0: 29. Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school
1: quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart.
2: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Paul, my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. And wow, free agency's underway. A lot of changes happening quickly. Mike, how you doing, man?
3: Man, I'm doing great, man. But uh, like you said, a lot going on in the world of football, especially Rams football. So, man, I'm looking forward to getting in on this one tonight. and. but excited about new. Sometimes new is good. Sometimes new is can be daunting.
2: So we'll see. Well, I mean, to me, it's to me it's a grab bag. I think there's a lot of ways you can go with it. And as we get into the happenings thus far in free agency, basically the legal tampering period, I think there's going to be a lot of people looking back on the 2021 Rams a year from now, going either they. Either they struck it rich and, and did everything the right way, or they're going back and looking at this team and thinking, oh, my gosh, what a train wreck this was. But that's my view. I don't think there's really a middle ground on this one. But, Mike, first, how's football going?
3: Man, it's been uh, pretty interesting. We got that spring forward on uh, Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and uh, getting a little more sunlight out here. And we just, again, we're now into our – Third week, uh, finally got most of the guys in full gear. So it's been pretty cool. Uh, we actually got some Rams old jerseys through a supplier of mine who deals a lot with them. Uh, I guess they had extras. And so uh, he refitted them. And so I had to shoot you a picture. But man, we looking nice at practice now.
2: So they give you guys some old Rams jerseys.
3: Well, just, we didn't get them practice? free. We got, to, we well, got yeah. to buy them for a pretty good price. But yeah, they were. Uh, I guess they were some of the Rams. Uh, I don't know if they were going to use them or didn't use them. But uh, we looking nice with the big blue stripe on our white pants. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I gotta, I gotta see a picture of that. I got. Yeah, see. I got
3: I gotta shoot you some. that
2: <laughs> yeah, makes some magic happen. Okay, so hopping into it, folks. It's gonna be. I'm not even sure where I want to go with this episode because I'm still kind of digesting it. The, you know, Steve and Johnny did a good job last night giving you their views. I'm probably going to be a little bit more measured. There were days and there have been years in the past where I've been quick to make a judgment call. And, and usually what happens is they prove me wrong. I mean, let's just be honest. Les Snead and, and Sean McVay have proved a lot of us wrong over the years. And they, they're proving that they deserve the big bucks. But I, I still have questions and I, I kind of
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: It's, to me, you know, you're, you're, we're seeing a lot of this team leave. A lot of these guys have only been here three, four years. This shows how well the Rams are drafted. and. It's hard to watch. It is. It's a little hard to watch. Before we do, folks, you can follow us on Twitter at Talk Rams. But most importantly, it, subscribe, please, to the Apple Music or to any other place where you get podcasts and subscribe on Apple Music. We'd really appreciate a five-star review. If you don't think we deserve it, email us at ramsTop1945 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear why and what we can do to make the show better. So all that said, one word from our sponsors.
4: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran,
1: Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade
2: of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering
4: Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. And here we go, Mike. Let's cover who
2: left. How about that? We want to cover who left? There's a lot of them. breaking A down. lot. <laughs> well, a lot. And that's, in a lot of ways, the nature of the Rams offseason. These folks are gone. See if John Johnson goes to the Browns. Nice deal for him. 11 mil a year. Gets a bunch of that guarantee. I think it's like 24 that's guaranteed uh, for his contract. Samson Ibukom is off to the 49ers. Yeah. The 49ers, seriously, 49ers. Ugh. Long snapper Jake McQuaid, yeah, Jake McQuaid. He's been here forever. Gone to the Cowboys. Running back Malcolm Brown, now a dolphin. And right. we're waiting for a word on the on the other guys. Fox Hill Rivers, I forget. Derek Rivers signed with oh, who? He signed with today. It's it's, it's, it's just off the beaten path there. He did sign with somebody else today. Josh Reynolds is out there in Austin Blythe. And Joan Everett left his little note on social media yesterday basically saying goodbye to Los Angeles. So I'm guessing he's been told he's not coming back. Yeah, and big river that, signed that with the a, Texans. Yeah, the Texans. All right, thank you. I knew I saw that somewhere. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a lot of players who right now aren't coming back. The one that does come back. Leonard Floyd, four years, $64 million. Wait, wait, Mike, four years, $64 million. Last I checked, the Rams were $31 million over the salary cap.
3: Again, 31 they're do- million. <laughs> they're doing uh, Houdini with the numbers? <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't. I'm saying it,
4: man. Yeah. Jeez.
3: But, you know, when you look at it, Leonard Floyd, play along side, Aaron Donald and they there, you know, maybe big D went in and said, Hey, I need my guy here. And it's like, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out.
2: Well, they they made their choice though. Right. I mean, Uh you had all these different guys that you could go out there and get and the choice they made, their choice was to keep the, keep that guy. And it's interesting. They brought in Matthews last year. They had. Dante Fowler
4: there. Both those guys are gone. They didn't pay those guys the big money, but they chose to keep
2: Leonard Floyd. Very interesting to me. And I, I saw a quote. Chris Sims said this. And, and, and of course, you could always rely on pro football focus to kind of throw gasoline on the fire a little bit. And basically, say so he was like 30th ranked uh, outside
4: linebacker in the league this year. And I, I are you seriously going to go with this? He, he made plays. He didn't just straight play
2: that position. And it didn't. This is where I think Pro Football Focus, Mike, is, is usually very good. Their numbers stack up pretty well, they're great comparison points. But this is sometimes where I think they get it wrong. Here's Chris Sims. and I'm not a big fan of Chris Sims, by the way, but I think he nailed it. (laughs) Leonard Floyd had a special year. I put him on my all-pro team. Sacks don't tell the story for how disruptive he is. Rams asked him to do a lot because he can. Come off the edge, stand up linebacker inside blitz, contain the Kyler Murray type quarterbacks. He does it all. I'm a huge fan. And that came from Chris Sims on
4: Twitter on March 15th. I agree. That's exactly what he did this year. Is that what you saw? Oh, absolutely.
3: You know, and, but, you know, this thing when it becomes to free agency and who gets to paid and how much is getting guaranteed and who is this and that I've always just been a believer. Most of the guys who have benefited from free agency, whether they've been ballers or non-ballers, you're just at the right place at the right time or the right time in the right place. So He's in a situation where he's playing against or with one of the best to do it, and again, if you have him and Donald, well, now you have maybe the combo and things that they want to do or have done. But to your point, uh, those numbers and statistics prove out what he's actually done. So we're always, I think, going to say, "Wow, this guy got real money, and then you go. Well, how can he live up to that? Most of the time, you probably can't because you're a human being. You know what I mean? But uh, if you're at the right place at the right time, you can get paid. I mean, John Johnson got paid mm-hmm. going to the Saints. You know what I mean?
4: Well, he went to the Browns.
3: Yeah. I mean, the Browns.
2: And and by the way, I love that for the Browns. I, I'm, I've gained a huge amount of respect for... John Johnson over the years, and I mean, this is a guy who at safety was making defensive play calls. We know those guy those calls usually come from linebacker, and he's out in safety land. You you play the position, you know how difficult that can be, and you know it's. I think it's safe to say that Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams, Troy Hill weren't going to be as free as they were to do what they do this year without Jordan Fuller and. John Johnson being there in the safety position, keeping them safe. Yeah, uh, so, I I think the Browns got a great one, someone who would do a lot of good things for them. And this is a this one that hurts to me. This one hurts the Rams a lot more than I think we're bargaining for. And Tyler Burgess and uh, Taylor Rapp better step it up.
3: That's an understatement, right? <laughs>
2: I mean, I, I, it's, it's thing, no I mean, better. They're they going to have to, for sure. I mean, they, they got to. John Johnson, to me, was such a huge piece of this defense, and I don't even really think the Rams gave – I think, well, let me say again. I don't think the Rams were ever going to bring John Johnson back. I think they, they tied themselves to the guy they thought they needed to keep, and that was Leonard Floyd. So losing John Johnson means to me, A, he was gonna cost too much what they it, this is this is the Rams IMO though, isn't it? They? They've, they've always just kind of let the safeties go. No offense. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Going back some years. Um, but two, the um, they got guys they think come in and step in. This is how they stayed above water. They they've I mean how many times, like, have we seen them just let guys go in the last four years? for big money contracts elsewhere, and they've been relying
4: on the draft to fill in the gaps. True. True. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, again, you know, this
3: thing with the draft year in and year out is the idea of, you know, plug and play. You know, can you replace a guy that's leaving? Can the guy that's coming, whoever that may be, draft, free agency, you know, walk off the street, however they get here, uh can they now do what's asked of them from an offensive or defensive standpoint? So, and then there's this time to jail as a unit. And so when you lose too many guys at the same, on the same side, now you got those guys that have to now come in, transition, jail, scheme-wise, and how do they fit? But I think we talked about it a lot over this year that, When you look overall at the people that are still on the team, there are people that have been here. So even though you've lost some key players, you still have some guys who have been here and been in the system. Now, of course, we got some new coaches again. And how much the system changed defensively with Coach Raheem? I don't know. Typically, they try to somewhat keep it similar, but every coach has his way to do things. So there's always going to be a learning curve. So we'll we'll see, but I think overall, with Stafford upgrade a quarterback, that should help the offense in a tremendous way, and then that should take pressure off the defense that now you don't have to be maybe as stellar that you could have been not losing those guys. So maybe that's why you know they feel like they can maybe lose a guy here or there for this year pick some guys up in the draft, develop, and then when the cap goes back up next year, maybe if you have to sign a big-time whomever,
4: you can do it then.
2: I think one thing to note, too, is we know that the Rams freed up the cap. That's the other side of it. We know now, the Rams posted about it a little bit earlier. They actually had a picture of, they had a GIF of Lesni just clearing a bunch of caps off a picnic table. Oh, okay, that's salary cap. And now we do know what's been reported, I think it was Jordan Rodriguez from The Athletic, that the Rams have indeed cleared the cap, gotten under the cap for tomorrow's deadline. But the bigger detail, and the bigger detail is that they were pursuing Marvin Jones. That means they do have money under the cap to spend. So we don't know the numbers yet, but how much money do they have to spend, is there a possibility that they can go out there and grab somebody else to help fill some of these holes in the team?
4: Well, I think it's a high likelihood. You know. I got you, uh, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a high likelihood that again they've been doing some things. And one of the things I guess I like, whether you like or not, it at least looks like They've been doing something in the last couple months. You know what I mean? Whatever they've done, they got Matthew Stafford here. They were able to, and unfortunately some guys are no longer here, but they were able to get under the cap when they were way over. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you sign again, another guy who's been here. When they brought him here last year, they brought him here with, I think this in mind. So maybe it just happened based off what they saw. Like, okay. He he proved to us what we we thought he could be or do. And obviously he'll be here for some years ago. We think this is going to even get better. Okay. We got some guys we know. We saw the rookie come in, play well. You know, we know what Taylor Rapp can do. I think we know what his shortcomings are now, but now he knows what those are. Go work on those kid in the off season, come back, get better. So, I just got to believe if they're saying they're trying to sign people still, will they have another couple few tricks up the sleeve, if you will? And at least it seems like they have a plan. So that's good to know that, hey, at least you got a plan. Maybe it's not the plan we would like, but at least y'all been doing some work and you got a plan.
2: And, you know, the restructuring that's taking place here is... I think a team effort. We saw that Whitworth restructure. We know Aaron Donald restructured. We know uh, gee, I can keep going on the list. Cooper Cup restructured. Robert Woods has been restructured. No word on on Michael Brockers. And Michael Brockers and keeps coming up as possible trade bait. I I, mean, I kind of hope they keep him. I mean, he was a solidifier this year. I think, in my view, I mean, I've been down on Brockers in the past. I mean kind of felt like he never lived that to his, his billing, but this year I think he did. Michael Brockers was very good this year. I think was, I, I honestly believe we saw the best Michael Brockers we've seen uh, when we saw him in 2020. That was the best Michael Brockers we've seen. So yeah, I I, I would
3: agree. You know, especially you know, towards the end of the year, it really seemed like he was hitting a
2: stride. So yeah, uh, I, I'm I don't want him to go. So I hope they find a way to keep him there. Uh, yours, at this point, if you, if you let him go, it is just purely a salary cap dump. But you only have so many picks in the draft to try and, and really make it happen. This team is, Mike, this team has done so well in the draft.
4: This team has done so well in the draft that my question really becomes is, are they just banking on that now? Is that what they're doing? Are they, are they banking on it? <laughs> it would look that way, right?
2: I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, as sooner or later, your luck's going to run out. And I think if there is ever a time for the luck to run out, it would be the year where you lost most of your staff to Detroit and you haven't really been able to, to evaluate players as well as you'd like considering people didn't play this year. I mean, you just coming off a pandemic, teams played half a season in some cases, if at all. Uh, the Rams are really good at finding small school guys. Well, guess what? all the small schools are playing right now
4: as weird as that is. So what, 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 where do you go with that? Can we, can we count on it? That's the part I think,
2: well, if we go back to the beginning of the show, Mike, where I was like, ah, kind of ominous feeling for me where I'm hoping I'm just being, I'm nervous for nothing is the fact that, They've gotten by thus far with bad contracts because they've been so good in other places they can run those risks.
4: Now, right. Can, and
2: you, can you keep doing that? Well,
3: you know, all good things will come to an end sooner or later. But I think they feel like they have a formula that's worked for them and they're going to just continue to stick with the formula until it doesn't seem like it's going to work for them. I still feel that, you know, all hands on deck, upgrade a quarterback. You have a solid secondary for the most part at the corners for sure. Uh, Safety up and coming young, young guy who's playing tough, uh, Fuller. Uh, Obviously, again, we know what uh, Taylor Rapp can do. And you have a young guy out of Fresno, Juju, who, you know, maybe he's More than what we know, and we'll find out sooner than later. So, you got the best one of the best dudes to do it in in Aaron Donald. You got a guy who's still solid in Floyd. So, you have the makings uh, of what should be a solid defense. And you would think that with the upgraded quarterback, our offense now is going to look more prolific like it did two years ago. Take those things in consideration. I'm saying they're going to try to make a push again. Super Bowls in LA uh, next year, correct? hmm Yeah. So next year truly will open up SoFi Stadium and now you'll have some people, maybe it won't be full, but they're going to make sure some fans get to games this year. So all those things being said, we always got to remember the NFL is a marketing machine. So from a financial standpoint, If they can put enough seats, sell enough licenses, do all the things that can now be a benefit to the bottom line dollar, more in the till, and maybe you don't win the Super Bowl, but now you have a lot more money to work with, a lot more money to do other things, and maybe at the end that's going to be pretty good for the owner uh, when it's all said and done. Because again, most of these guys They're in this game to be businessmen. And so, yeah, you might want to win rings and do all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, they want to make money. So if they can make money by paying some money out now, they're going to they're going to make money the long way. And that's the thing that never, I don't know, gets talked about enough in the sense of how much money is actually being made by these owners of these franchises. It doesn't matter to say, "Oh, I'm, I'm in the in the in the red." Yeah, you might be in the red, but not really. So, uh,
2: well, they're going to be in the red for one year, really, because, I mean, the what at at this rate, what we're seeing happen with the pandemic, we're going to be back to full stadiums in the fall. I mean, we'll be back. I think we'll be back to full stadiums very soon. Actually, I I think with their new TV comp, you know, their new TV contract here. This they're going to be making the biggest profits they've ever made here very soon. So the whole idea, well, they're not making money. Well, you're crying poor for one year, dude. One year when you've been you've been banking millions and millions and probably billions of dollars put away for decades if you've been owning An NFL team, I just don't see how on earth you think, Okay, well, we're going to go red now. We're red now. Come on, man. Come on. Seriously.
4: If you're the Pittsburgh
2: Pirates in baseball, I'll buy of that a little bit. You're not You're but you're not the the small ball Pittsburgh Pirates in Major baseball. You are the NFL home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dallas Cowboys and Los Angeles Rams.
3: Well, how much money did the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers, not Steelers, but the Pirates make back in the day when it was we are family and, you know, and all those dudes and Madlock and Stargell and all those guys, Grant Jackson, my buddy's dad. And so, yeah, some years you have some down ones, but some other years you have some really up ones. And so any good investor
2: always uh, is looking towards the future. So well, those like, dips, sure, but it's like it's like when you're playing the stock market or even in a mutual fund, and not not just straight stock, you're right? You know, you know. I mean, if you are a true blue person who is investing, you you know, sell high, buy low, right? right. Or if you're in the long term, don't do anything. If you're right. in a good mutual fund that has a good history, that's got good stuff with it, you know, just. Stand pat. If you can't invest, fine, but don't sell because it's going to come back, and it pretty much always does. If it's a good fund, it will. Well, right. to me, the NFL is a good fund. It's <laughs> really hard for them not to make money. This has become the 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 country's sports cash cow. All you got to do right now is just play the game,
4: keep it fun. Provide great matchups. Don't do anything stupid. That's it, in a nutshell. A p-
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just thought that I thought that scene from I think the first Awesome Powers movie where Austin Powers got said this is me in a nutshell when he was yeah showing, trying to call a nutshell. There you exactly. go.
4: Exactly. I think with the Rams right now, though, they're showing they don't care about the they don't care about the the dead cap, they're going to find a way around it. It's going to hurt them. It
2: will. But they're going to find a way around it, and they don't care about having the Jimmy contracts. And I think they, I think they built those contracts certain ways to give them that flexibility. Mike, we said
4: before, this is probably the best team in the NFL at the contract game. I don't think there's anybody better. Right.
3: Again, I, I believe they feel they have a a formula that has work, can work, and are they making certain adjustments? I'm sure they are. I mean, any good leader, CEO, someone, you have to make adjustments uh, as things dictate. And so them doing all the things that they're doing, again, like I said, it, it seems like they've been sitting back in their rooms, doing what they do, because you have to be prepared to strike when you can. So they are striking when they can. And it seems that they're doing whatever they need to do, clear up cap space, other things. And again, what we don't know, they got these legal tampering periods and no tampering period. Everybody knows people are on the phones doing all kinds of deals, even right now. It's just like, hey, man, we're off the record. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, what do you think about that? So negotiations for all kinds of things are always going on. And I just feel that given their history and what we've even seen in the last couple of days show that, again, they're, they're strategizing or they're going with whatever they've planned and they're carrying it out and executing it as we're seeing it.
2: I'm I'm wondering where their cap number is right now. So, t- just picking up here as we're now. We're not, we know they're not done for agency. They'll they'll probably find some some cheap veterans. I saw a couple people talking about them going to get Kenny Galladay, and I think they're. I think that's a really tall order. My gosh, to go get Kenny Galladay! I mean, you. Have to open up an extra 19 mil from after game below the cap, probably 19, 20 mil to do that. Um, I don't see how they did or would. So I'm thinking more along the lines of the rest of this roster is going to get filled out by the draft. And looking at things
4: now where a lot of these guys are gone, where should their focus be as they head towards this draft? Yeah,
3: I, I still think that they got to figure out uh, if they're going to uh, let my guy step up as far as the receiver core. I, I don't know that Josh will be back. What, what are your thoughts on
2: him? I mean, I think he's going to make good money somewhere. You do? I do. I don't mean, I think he's going to make good money somewhere. He's showed enough. But somebody will offer him a better role than he's had in the Rams in the past, and you'll notice the Rams
4: were going after Marvin Jones before bringing back. I mean, doesn't that kind of <laughs> well, Adore Jackson, since he's a, a out here
3: guy, is a name that's getting floated out there now as well. Uh, I don't know. Dory Jackson, I don't know what I don't think he fits the, the deep threat role, but yeah, I don't know if it's just local guy. Hey, we got a local guy, he may want to play here, love the Rams, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh but I think, in my opinion, and people may think I'm crazy, but I think Van Jefferson was probably up there amongst maybe one of our best receivers. But I don't know if it was just a rookie, if he had something special. Maybe he wasn't paying attention in meetings initially, but just watching him run and some of the things that he, he was able to do, saw him even playing on special teams. I just think they have a great guy receiver in him, so I don't know that they're worried about a Josh Reynolds not being here next year.
2: I mean, then that might be the case. And, you know, I think in terms of talent-wise, what we've seen on film with him is route-running ability. Probably matches up with that one of the better route runners already in the league as it is, but I mean we didn't see him do that in the field, other than a few kind of flash plays, like a couple of them, you saw this. This guy's got something, but he's not the prototype though. He's not the prototype you'd see in a quote unquote number one receiver. But Jerry Rice wasn't a quote unquote number one receiver, and you know full well how good he was.
3: <laughs> it's so funny, man. I was uh, had a little downtime. I pulled up that 89 uh, NFC Championship game. And I was why, would <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, he's 6 of 7. Joe Montana, 7 of 8, 9 of 10. Oh, Joe. I was just like, yeah, I remember that just like it was yesterday. Come on. So, again, <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> Cause I think sometimes when I watch it more, it, the outcome may have changed.
2: <laughs> I mean, did you do you ever go back like facing some of these legends that you you played against? Do you ever think maybe they weren't as good as they were at, as we all thought they were at the time? And go back and film and go, yeah, they were they were that good.
3: Yeah, that's kind of what today was. Cause I'm like, yeah, man, those guys. But what was funny to me is just how calm. We were up 3 nothing. We had a chance to score. Ronnie Locke comes back, makes a big play. But I'm just looking at the guys, Roger, Jerry, Joe. They're just like, man, another day at the office. And the next thing you know, the onslaught was on. <laughs> Nobody wouldn't, they didn't have any throwing helmets and kicking over Kool-Aid cups. They just were like,
2: man, whatever. We're about to beat these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you guys started off pretty well early in that game I oh yeah man came I mean, up we, real fast man
3: yeah man but we could have been up we ended up three nothing at the quarter but we could have been up 10 to 10 nothing uh if we get that that ball and i kind of i think i was a little hard on myself but when i look back charles haley was coming in there almost scot free so jim didn't really get to put everything on it that he may have, if he could have stepped into it a little bit more, but nevertheless, that play Ronnie made was just kind of, wow, uh, it was literally inches. And so, uh, but yeah, then they just kind of got it going. But to your point, getting back to the Rams and just the overall plan, it just seems like, you know, as you look at the depth chart across the board, that I think they feel like they have guys can now step in, step up. And given what they have in the front, less time of the uh, defense being on the field. If the offense is actually sustaining drives, you put those two together, you know, they, they get in these room and they have all these statistical formulas and all kind of stuff that they use. You know, us, we look at the game and go, okay, is that guy outplaying the other guy? Yes. No okay, we need to get a better guy for us, or man, they're doing really good for us. So, uh, but they use a lot of these statistical formulas to to be able to decide, do we keep a guy, age, numbers, all kind of stuff that they put into this to decide on who they go get, who should they keep, who should they resign, how many years deal should go. Because if you look at all these deals, A lot of them are like, you know, four or five year deals. Well, they're not going to ever let you get to the end of those contracts. Mm -hmm. A la you look at Deshaun Jackson, you know, I don't know. This is this is I digress. Is that a guy that just seems like he wears out his welcome?
4: Yeah,
2: I think he does. You know, Terrell Owens did that. He was one of those kind of guys who would wear out welcomes. Well, yeah, just to me that's why players. he didn't get the Hall of Fame right
3: away. Well, yeah, and it's just like what happens if the guys—a great player—and you just basically talk your way out the league. So it'll be interesting. Again, I know this is the Ram, but you know I'm going to be interested to look at what happens to Antonio Brown. Did real well, came in. I wonder if he's still going. Keep it simple and just show up and go play and make some money for these next number of years or do you go back to yourself after one year so anyway so what do you think about big witch restructuring his deal and looks like he's going to be here at least for another year
4: i think
2: that tells me enough i don't think he restructures if right now especially if he's not coming back and if the rams don't want him back i mean they, they clearly do want him back so I think that's, that gives them one more year to find a tackle. <laughs> We've been expecting them to find a tackle for three years now. So gives them one more year. You now, know,
3: what, do you, what uh, do you do a quarterback? Do you keep Blake Bortles, or do you just stick with John Wolford and then
4: get someone else? I mean, you got John Wolford as your backup. I, I would expect them to go get somebody. Think?
2: You know, Matt Stafford's 33. If they, don't go draft, if they don't draft somebody this year, they will next year, I would hope. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Well,
3: you, you have to always be planning for the future when it's come to this quarterback. Obviously, you want to get someone. When you get them, they're going to be there for the long
2: haul. So, you know, but I, I wonder too how the Rams will address this. Because, I mean, look at Russell Wilson, for example. Oh, yeah. When Seattle went and drafted Russell Wilson. They got him as a third-round pick, and very soon, he's a starter. And if you could find a guy like that who steps in as a starter, you develop, he, he's a diamond in the rough, basically, when they draft him. They could find a guy like that. All of a sudden, your cap is clear all over again for a few years. That would be a nice place for the Rams to be in again when you have so much money invested in your quarterback position, and then, of course, you have Aaron Donald and so on and so forth. Now, look at the position they're in right now where they really have to let certain guys go. that They would probably want to have around. So I'm really wondering how this staff is evaluating the quarterback future. And I don't know when we're going to find that out because my guess is they're going to want to find somebody they can develop. Like they have everybody else. Look at all the guys they develop mid-rounds. Look at all the different players they've done. But here's the thing. It's mostly been defensive players. They haven't developed many offensive players. A few, but not many.
4: Well, if you look
3: at it, they're looking at some of these, I call them outliers, if you will. Drew Brees just recently, you know, but he did the Saints a good good deal. He He restructured the deal and took a lot less money and then, Walked out the door and was going to go get paid a lot of money with CBS. But if you look at that, they're looking at Matt Stafford at 33. If they're comparing it to maybe Drew Brees, uh, obviously, uh, TB12 as he goes by now, Tom Brady. And who's the other guy I'm missing? that's this kind of up there. But they're looking at that being the new norm now. Uh, well, Aaron Rodgers. What is Aaron now? 38? 37-ish. 37-ish,
2: 37. 37-ish. So,
3: But if you look at those guys who have played at a high level, I think the new mindset of the quarterback with new technology, the way the game is called, that a guy like Matthew Stafford, you might say he's in his prime right now. He has another good five or seven years left. You know, when he gets 40, then he's going to drop off. So if they're thinking that he has not just tremendous years, but if even if you say five, you know, he'll be 38. But even if you said, hey, if you knew you could get a quarterback for the next five years. And not have to worry about it. Well, now you bought yourself a lot of time. Because now, as you, you noted, the the cap is going to go up. Right. And then again, if you're winning, are you going to be able to draft what should be one of these uh, quarterbacks of the future? But again, we can look in a lot of middle round guys have been solid players. So I think, again, with the formula that they're employing, they feel like they have a person at quarterback for another three to five years. Easy. And so it's all
0: about.
2: But it's all about keeping him healthy.
3: He's taken no a lot of hits. Definitely in Detroit. Definitely. Definitely.
2: And, you know,
3: the one thing you, you never know is, you know, obviously going from you know, when I was NFC West it was, you know, we felt like we were rough and tumble. But then, you know, you go to play Miami. In Miami, you know, it seemed like everybody felt like we were more of a finesse team. And so uh, maybe now that he comes to the Rams, he's upright a lot more. Maybe he's better than even what we thought he could be because he hasn't been able to play behind, you know, much of a quality line. Now, you know, they've some some good teams here and there. But
4: overall, yeah, he's took a lot of hits. And that's that's what I think we're all hoping for.
2: If he can... Man, if he can stay healthy and in close to peak condition for four years, I think we'll be happy. A thirty seven year old quarterback who was able to do the job, I think we'll be happy. In that time you got during that time you've got the opportunity to get your salary cap more workable, to be able to to groom a replacement. So that's I think where we're all hoping they go. Because eventually you are going to have to replace your thirty three. You're now thirty three year old quarterback,
4: and same for left tackle. I mean, that's just the nature of the game. Yeah. So let's just take a little
3: quick peek into our crystal ball. You ready? So Ooh, yeah, crystal ball. <laughs> exactly. You got Kid Wonder Sean McVay calling the plays, right? I think if. We, what would you rate our O-line with a healthy O-line? Out of five-star, five-star being the best, would we be a three-star, three-and-a-half-star line? What would you rate us?
2: I'd say early in the year, four stars. Later in the year, three stars. Last couple of years, I think this team is, the O-line's worn down towards the end of the year. Last couple of years, they were healthy anyway, 2018 and 2020. 2019's a... Animal. So that sounds to me like you would say we're a solid
3: three and a three, seven, five, four star line.
2: Uh, three, seven, five, three, five, three, five. five. Okay. Three, five.
3: So, okay. So that's a little bit better than average. So that being mm-hmm. the case, we have again, wonder boy, Sean McVay calling Uh, well, wonder coach, not boy, wonder coach, Sean McVay calling plays. We now have what is considered to be definite upgraded quarterback. We got a solid line. We can keep him upright. Oh yeah. And we got a legitimate back in Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Unfortunately, we lost our, our boy Malcolm Brown or my boy. But you got a guy that the coach says, hey, this guy's a every down back. Cool. Now we got a guy who can now hopefully know the plays, catch the ball. We got a quarterback and get it to him. We got receivers who have been in the system, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I'm saying uh Van Jefferson is gonna be probably the guy who really shows up next year. We'll see. Uh take all those things. You got a solid defense. You would look and say, Yes, we got a solid team for the next number of years. Now all we have to do stay as healthy as possible, obviously never can foretell with the injuries. But if you look at it from that standpoint, you will say, yeah, the Rams offense should be much improved next year. If your Rams offense is much improved, again, your defense doesn't have to be just like the steel curtain. They can go out and play and be, you know, three downs and out. Maybe we go five downs or six downs and out. But we don't give up big plays. We're solid. And now you have the makings of just an overall better team with a guy not taking the same amount of hits. Now you're three, four years down the road,
4: you're competing for that Super Bowl every year. That's how I would look at it right now based on today.
2: I think it depends on. How this offensive core re- reacts to Jared Everett being gone, to Josh Reynolds being gone, how Van Jefferson shows development, and the guys who they've now banked their future on the interior of the offensive line. Who's the center next year?
4: Do they, we haven't heard any, really anything about Austin Blythe. No, we haven't. Who's the center? Center's a big deal. I mean, the whole ball game changed with center. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, we're having a different com- conversation if if they don't have a center. We're going to find yeah. out. Yeah. All right, folks. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm,
2: I'm honest. We were kind of all over the place this time around. I think <laughs> we're both trying to digest yes. how this team is shaking out. And it's probably not done. It is probably not done there's probably more to come could be because less neat is well he's less need he's he's definitely a character to say the least so all that in mind we'll talk this weekend we might have some more news and maybe just maybe we'll get some more clarity for this roster and where it's going in the meantime give us a follow on twitter at talk rams you can find me at DC. Paula can find Mike at 1-23. Make sure you, you look and see. He might just put those pictures up of those New Jerseys they got. Just hmm. say He might do that. Yeah. Himp. hint, hint, Mike. Put him up. Put him up. Okay. <laughs>
4: don't forget to follow us. Um, sorry, don't forget to subscribe, please. And in the meantime, have a great day. We're out of here. We're out.